Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in Discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I haven't been here in a while. I'm Alex Taylor. This is our podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. Mr. Colin Parker. Mr. Alex Taylor. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty, pretty great. Um, I, I mean, I'm a little under the weather uh, today, uh, so that kind yeah. of part isn't, isn't necessarily great. But yeah. uh, in the last couple of weeks since we've kind of like last heard from me and really heard from any of us, uh, yeah. I have gotten a part-time, I've gotten, I have uh, received a part-time job in my field. Nice. Um, so it's only like a few days a month, but the pay is, is pretty decent. Um, so I still That's have to awesome. find something that will supplement that, but, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely a good start and it, it has certainly been a help to the self-esteem, uh, kind of slowly starting to drop a little bit from not being able to find something, even though, uh, if you listened to the last episode, not you specifically, I mean like the listener, yeah. our dear listener. Oh, um, but I did. Oh, good. Um, well, if you, uh, have heard the last episode, I was talking a little bit about, you know, the process of applying to over 200 jobs and yeah. still basically not hearing anything. So that was kind of like this nice little moment of not feeling like I was completely abandoned in the middle of the ocean. Um, yeah. It was kind of like a helicopter saw me and they were like, hey, we don't have a ladder, but like we see you so we can we can try and help get you out. Um, so if you could just like jump from the ocean into a helicopter, that'd be. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, the last thing I'll say as far as updates go, uh, we have yeah. a couple things that we're working on over here and yeah. you know, we, we should have some kind of larger updates coming pretty soon. But uh, I, I'm excited for all the things that we have in the pipeline right now. Me too, actually. One of which I sort of want to tease a little bit here. Mm -hmm. yeah. There is, I think, going to be not necessarily a new podcast, but a rebranding of a tried and true podcast. Hmm. Um, the Bad Pen Pal is going to get a little bit of a makeover. Um, whether we're going to change the name, but it would still be the same feed, or we might just leave it the same name because it's based off of the same person, but... Uh, my good friend Julie Roberts and I are working on a podcast together, um, and it's going to be a really great, I think, thing. It's it's going to be a lot of the same structure, but uh, with the same two hosts each week, so mm -hmm. it's a little bit more consistent, um, and some different ways to tie in some of the elements and themes that we already do. Yeah. Um, so each week we'll have like a different topic, whether we write the topic in or maybe a fan writes in a letter or something. But essentially, we're going to be writing a letter to our past self or to each other um, and reading that on the air to get the show started. And then we'll sort of go from there and we'll talk about how pop culture and society has sort of uh, affected us and how we got to that point and how we got here or what has shaped us in between uh, the, those times if it's a letter that's to our past and stuff. So it's cool. a lot of really cool stuff. We're still working on it. Um, it's not going to be out for probably about a month or so. Uh, we're going to be doing a pilot episode. Yeah, and uh, sharing it with some with some trusted folks uh, to kind of give us some feedback before we start actually producing the the first real episode. Cool. Um, but uh, I'm very excited about it, and so I can't keep that one a secret because I I think it's going to be fantastic, and I just I love working with Julie. So yeah. any opportunity I can get to do that with her, I'm I'm down for it. But what about you? I feel like you've got some cool stuff that you've been up to. Yeah, actually, a lot has ha actually happened since the last episode we were on together, which was what six weeks ago, mm -hmm. I think. So, um, or that we recorded six weeks ago. We, the last yeah. time we were on an episode, ago, or no, I guess you're right. Maybe, maybe it was just. Yeah, I guess the last two were just me. Never mind. Go ahead. My bad. Cool. 
Oh, no, you're fine. So, um, uh, I kind of... I'm chipping away at um, realizing the American dream. Um, I got <laughs> married, moved, got a puppy, and things are finally starting to calm down. Um, and work's, work has been starting to pick up with the institutions that I work at. So it's been kind of a nice, like, things have been settling down, mm-hmm. like, personal-wise, but things are kind of picking up professionally. Right. In a way, so, it's, yeah. it's a little bit of, like, a return to form now that you have gotten through the big life changes. Yeah. So that's that's definitely pretty pretty swell. So yes. uh, normally the, our new like standpoint has been for whoever last presented to sort of do a quick summary on the last presentation, but we've been doing a lot of like pre-recorded like super early pre-recorded uh, yeah. material, so we haven't really presented in a while. Um, so I think maybe we could probably just jump right into it if if that would if that works for you. Yeah, that works for me. So actually, how about I go into it right now? That's perfect, because, um, you know, I was thinking people were probably tired of hearing from me. So I think that this would be a great opportunity for you to just, like, hop in and have people hear your dulcet tones again. Well, you know, if they're already tired of hearing from me, then we're kind of up a creek. <laughs> My person for today's episode is a visual and sonic artist who, unfortunately, was not selected for the Forbes 30 Under 30 list. Oh, bummer. In comparison with other Forbes 30 Under 30 winners who get onto the list for things like record sales or involvement with culturally relevant projects, he has really done it all. Songwriting, producing, mixing, mastering for music, recording, editing, and processing videos. My person put all these to task with his 27 release, Juvenile Hyper Object, and for the music video for his song, Sing Me to Sleep. My person for today's Journey Under 30 episode is Jeremy Blake, or Jeremy Blake Laird Coach, I apologize if I mispronounced that, of Red Means Recording. So before okay. we get into why I want about him himself, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk a bit about why I wanted to talk about him. Okay, that was that sounded kind of meta. Um, so after looking at the path that he took to get to where he currently is, I found many parallels between his education path as well as mine, as well as the kind of work that he does now and the kind of work that I want to do. So kind of like you put it on your like your dream board and like okay, so th- this is where I want to be in like twenty years and like that like where he's at is kind of where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So. And his career also shows that progress doesn't just have to be linear, so you can work in multiple directions and still do great things. Um, and so for, today, so for today, I wanted to talk about his path, starting from his education, moving through his career, and going into his current work. And then we could talk about any takeaways and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So, um, for his education, so in 1997, he studied music theory and composition at the University of Redlands, um, studying flute performance until 1998, so for only a year. So, in one of his discussion videos, so he actually has a YouTube channel called Red Means Recording, um, he talked about how he pursued flute performance from public school, so going through high school and then being accepted at a collegiate level, then realizing, like, within his first year that it wasn't for him. Right. Mm. And I feel like that's something that we've both talked about where it's like you feel like you're set on a path, then you realize, wait, no, this isn't for me. Right. What do I do? Well, f- two years later, he studied at the Art Institute and received an Associates of Arts in Audio Production and Digital Media. So six years later, so this, so now I'm gonna I'm pulling a lot of his um work history off his LinkedIn. Um so f- in two thousand six he started working at an uh, adult entertainment studio as a video editor, providing video post-production and music scoring. So one thing we've talked about is kind of like, even if you can't like get to where you want to be kind of working around that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't want to say like he didn't want to work around that, but like he definitely like got, he got into the field, but it took him like six years to get there. Right. Right. 
So it, it took time to get there. Um, so in 2010 to 2012, he worked as an audio audio and stage tech for artists Boz Skaggs and Michael McDonald. Oh, so wow. that includes... Yeah, so that okay. included supporting primary engineers and artists in a live concert environment, and he also mixed pre-recorded audio for artists and maintained studio equipment. Not not a bad start, though. No. Uh, in 2009 to 2015, he worked as, in se- as a senior audio engineer at Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival. He managed a group of engineers recording seven stages over four days. Um, he provisioned, installed, and operated over ten over $100,000 worth of equipment and recorded mastered selected tracks for distribution and archiving. Um, moving forward, 2012 to 2016, he worked as a manager of video production and distribution at Ingroove's Music Group, um, directed and produced creative video content um, and a lot of marketing stuff. Um, 2010 to 2016, this is where a lot of his current work comes from. Um, he, he worked as a freelance video editor for various things, including a big pharma company, um, a television pilot, doing editing color and sound, a sizzle reel for... Um, so, actually, let me start that over. Mm-hmm. So in 2010 to 2016, this um, he worked as a freelance video editor, um, and this is where a lot of his current work comes from. Um, so some of the things he did this work for include a big pharma company for in- information advertising, um, a television pilot doing editing color and sound for, I think it was Sketchy Bitches or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also did a sizzle reel, music videos, and lyric videos for Fantastic Negrito, as well as other artists. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and he currently works at VGM Studios as a video editor and motion uh, and motion graphics as well. So um, that was kind of a quick rundown of his career, starting from when he left col- left his left. Let me start that over. Um, so that was just kind of a quick um, breakdown of his career, starting from when he left his flute his flute studies, going into the more tech studies, and then kind of proceeding from there into like the career he has now. And one thing that I've kind of taken away as I've looked at this stuff is he got into this field with only an associate's degree after changing course from what was initially hmm. what he was initially on track for. Right. And it took him four years after graduating to find a job in the industry. Right. So so one thing that we've kind of that we've had to deal with is after graduation, how do you get your foot in the door and how do you actually get started? And for this, so for Mr. Jeremy Blake, like we'll talk about a lot of the stuff that he's done, but like to get to the position he's at now, like it, it took him time to get there. So like the stuff doesn't happen overnight, right? Absolutely. So now let's go into the so his creative output. So along with a diverse set of work experiences, he also has a lot of creative output from music, videos, music videos. Another cool stuff. So he's got like a wide set of composed music start going bet- between a lot of like different styles of electronic music, like starting in 2012 with Minimod, which is like a chill and IDM kind of thing, um, going into Find Me, which was kind of like more another electronic thing in 2013. Um, in 2014, he released an al- album called Psychic Realty. Um, and two of the songs actually have self-produced music videos. They're actually pretty good. You should probably check yeah. them out. Um, and then that continues up into 2015 with, with um, his release, um, Vanitas. He has releases in between, but that was just kind of a quick running in between. Right. And he also has quite a few videos. So, uh, you might have seen a video that was a parody of the Narcos intro, but with dogs called Barcos a couple years ago. <laughs> so he actually had, made that himself. I'm definitely gonna look that up. He made that himself. He did the whole intro shot for shot, but with dogs. Hmm. And the it kind of took the internet by storm to kind of use that phrase. And people, you know, you know, it's a good thing when people start stealing it. So people started stealing it and all these other things. So along with the more entertaining videos, he also does more music 
geared videos. So um, more recently, he's been doing a lot of music gear reviews. So he occasionally reviews um, equipment from various companies like Artifon, Electron, and Roland, and will create music to showcase the features of the instrument. So actually, um, Colin, do you remember the video I sent you where it was like the that's right thing and it was like all the funky stuff? So that was right. actually um, kind of a, not really an advertisement, but just a showcase of what the Roland DO5 could really do. Right. Yeah. Um, and he also does a lot of improvisations. Actually, one thing that he's really known for are his improvs, improvs using the Teenage Engineering OP-1. So, like, he'll start with, like, um, kind of generating an idea, recording something, and recording a lot of different passes. And at the end of the video, he'll show, like, the fully mastered, produced version of it. Hmm. So, kind of like, hey, we started here. This right. is where we got. And the video editing style has gotten really popular. So, he uses – so, it's a very kind of sarcastic – Video editing, so he's kind of like, it's kind of like breaking the fourth wall as it's going about, describing things as they happen, and just kind of very self evicing sort mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Um, and along with that, he's also made self-help videos. So as he was finishing his last album, um, Teenage Hyper Object, he put out um, videos on managing burnout, staying productive. I think it actually talked about that in a previous um, episode. Yeah, when we did the burnout episode, uh, we, we talked about that video. Yeah. Um, and... Um, you know, actually, just to just because I wasn't sure where to sure, drop yeah. it in there, um, I do think it's interesting that like you know, like this is a good um, topic I think for us because you know this is uh, or this person rather is kind of like his videos are almost like or at least the ones that we were just talking about, the, like the la the latter ones that yeah. he worked on were very much like um, uh, kind of like a roadmap, but for a piece. As opposed yeah. to like for a career, like our our show is his is like yeah. a roadmap of you know how how it starts, how the production side of it goes, and then how it where it ends up. Yeah, definitely. And he's one thing I like about him is that he's very open about his process, the way the way he does things. But he's also open about like what it took for him to get to where he was. Mm -hmm. Like in the last video, so he, I, I think it was when he got to like two hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. He talked about how with the OP one videos, like when they first started out. Like, he he was initially not really expecting them to, like, do really well. So, it's nice to see that someone who's doing so well also goes through that same kind of, like, self-doubt and, like, I don't know if this is really going to work. Because then, I, at least the takeaway for me is that even if I'm thinking that, that doesn't mean that it's going to be bad, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and actually, so, just to tack on a little bit of – to the to that tail end of videos, he actually recently started doing a series on music theory. So it's kind of like a Patreon award. So I'll go over like the, all the places you can find it, but like on Patreon, like one of the goals was if you get to a certain point, then he'll start doing theory videos. So we did one on how to use sus chords and the way he like writes out like chord progressions and stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Cool. Um, and that's really it for the yeah, so um, that was really all I had for uh, the career of uh, Mr. Jeremy Blake, starting from like his education, through his work history, and going on to the kind of stuff he does now. Um, I've got some takeaways through the end, but I figure if we wanted to take a quick break or anything, or if there was anything you wanted to th throw in. No, I, th we... I think that uh, before we get into the whole, you know, lessons learned and, and discussion points, yeah. um, I think it's a good time to just... You know, you haven't been here for a little while, so yeah. now might be a good time for you to just drop by the the old marketing department and just uh, say a quick hello. Yeah, it's been a minute. I mean, I've only been on vacation for like six weeks, so I might as well. For sure, for sure. All right, we'll be right back. All right. All right. 
The Nerd Cult is a podcast hosted by longtime friends Tyler R. Lee, Josh Forrester, and Brock Parsons. On it, they discuss all things nerdy and geek, including video games, movies, TV, tabletop games, comics, anime, manga, and more. Ooh. If you are looking for a geek-centric discussion and more than a bit of humor, listen to The Nerd Cult every two weeks on Tuesdays at nerdcultpodcast.com. Hey, that's interesting. Our show is every two weeks on Tuesdays. Interesting. What are the odds? What are the odds? It's like a one out of seven. Well, probably not that (laughs) because you could do weekly, bi-weekly, tri-weekly. Yeah, I guess that was one out of 14. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, we're we're not we're well. I just hit my microphone. We're, this is the timeline that math forgot. All right. <laughs> well, we're bad at math. That's why we do music, right? That's why that's, we do a podcast. That's true. Yeah, it's, all we ever have to get up to is like twelve. Yeah, you know? pretty much. So, um, do you know what I like, Mister Colin Parker? Hmm, puppies. Well, that and actually, I'm gonna link y'all to an Instagram at the end of the, end of the uh, show today. Um, okay. I also like. Wait, can uh, I take another guess? Yes. You like to torture uh, Graham and Michael and myself whenever we play games together. That too, uh, but tr- actually try again. Okay. Hmm. Let me think. Hang on. What are the things that Alex likes? Uh, would it be food? It would be, but the correct answer was actually uh, a bit that actually transitioned smoothly from the last thing into this thing. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you all today about Blue Apron. Okay. Choose from a variety of chef-designed, step-by-step recipes every week. I really sound like the movie phone guy. Um, get fresh seasonal ingredients delivered right to your... Wow, I'm really kind of going at this. Delivered right to your door. Enjoy delicious, unforgettable meals cooked from scratch. Blue Apron's uniquely integrated model means better ingredients, better... I was about to say better pizza, but that's something different. Um, uh, better yeah, ingredients, better pricing, and a better planet for us all. So go to bit.ly slash snaperin30. That is S-N-A-P-R-O-N-3-0 to get $30 off your first order with Blue Apron. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And actually, a Mr. Colin Parker actually did a taste testers video with a Blue Apron recipe. Colin, can you talk a bit about that, please? I absolutely can, because it was, honest to God, one of the most delicious things I've ever eaten. Yeah. I, I absolutely love Blue Apron, and actually, fun fact, the day that we recorded this episode, I also had Blue Apron for dinner. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, tonight, I had uh, the Mexican Spiced Chicken Tacos, um, and that also had um, shredded cabbage and some pickled Peruvian peppers in it. Ugh. Oh, my mm. God. Uh, over the weekend, I had some pan-seared beef dumplings that had a soy miso sauce um, that came with it that uh, you mix with a little bit of water and stuff like that. And it was, yeah. oh, God. I Look, I love Blue Apron very, very much. Um, yeah. the, the ancho chili beef bowl was, honest to God, I think m- one of my top three things I've ever cooked. Um, mm-hmm. And also in that top three is the meal that I made for taste testers, which was um, hot sausage uh gnocchi and uh and broccoli and it was phenomenal i don't think my house has ever smelled this good ever and here's the thing i don't really like broccoli excuse Mm -hmm. me but this meal made me care about broccoli to the point where i was like secretly sneaking extra broccoli onto my plate Ooh. I was taking more more than my fair share of broccoli, and that's never happened in my entire life. Usually, I'm trying to pawn it off on somebody else, but this was like, wow. Well, if anything, I mean, with all the broccoli that you've been pushing away, it's kind of like a, um, 
if I keep stuttering, then maybe it'll give me time to actually think of a response to it. Um, it's kind of like the broccoli that you're owed, right? I I feel like I had like I a, a phrase in my mind for that, but I can't really. Yeah, I think we can broccoli that joke alone. Well, yes, let's 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 do that. <laughs> anyway, no, but the taste testers <laughs> video I think was pretty good. Uh, tried a little different bit of a format than I've done before, mm-hmm. and also since it was a, a sponsor, I did sort of do a little bit of an ad read in the middle there. Um, but uh, I mean, I think it's a pretty good episode, and you know, it is easy to make. One of the things that I really love about the Blue Apron is the fact that you know, obviously, you get to keep those recipes. Yeah. Um, and I would say most of them are extremely easy to get the exact same ingredients for. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where I would find per, uh, pickled Peruvian peppers, but if I could find them, then that meal that I made tonight or that ancho uh, chili beef uh, bowl uh, also would be easy to remake. And honestly, even if I didn't have those specific peppers, it would not be hard to make the exact same thing, just like maybe one ingredient less and still be good. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's fantastic. And every meal is designed to be $9 or less per person, yeah. um, per serving. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty great deal. And, um, you know, it, it's just something that I think cooking for yourself can really be kind of therapeutic. And also it just tends to make you feel a little bit less garbagey, you know? Agreed. Yeah. And honestly, these meals make you feel like you actually know how to cook. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I think we all have our go-to recipes that we can make that are like maybe two or three things that we make all the time. Hey, I'm but up like, to 10 things. Thank yeah, you very but see, much. the thing is that with these recipes, I feel like I've expanded to like 10 or more yeah. things that I could cook on any day, and most of them without looking at the recipe again. Like, And they're they're done in such a great way. I don't know if we said it on the ad or not, but they also give you like pictures Mm-hmm. on the recipe so that you know exactly where you should be in the recipe and yeah. in the steps and so like you should know exactly oh yes i have this exact like my setup currently looks exactly like this we're good to go yeah. um so yeah blue apron love it gotta get it um and you can still go out to their website and at least get the um the recipes uh, from each week if you would like to do so yeah um but uh just one more time that's bit.ly slash s-n-a-p-r-o-n three zero and actually, uh, that video is on our YouTube page. Oh, yeah. So how did I not mention that? Yeah, it's on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash C slash The Scavengers Network. Yes. Well, I think that's probably about it. Uh, do you want to pop back in for, the, for the, the last portion of the day? Yeah, let's do those takeaways and then we can head home. All right. Sounds good. So one thing that we've touched on today and just touched on previously is even if you are set down a certain path, that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you can't pivot onto something else. And even though Mr. Blake initially went to college for flute performance, he realized that this wasn't for him and changed his course. Even if you feel like you're stuck in a job, career path, what have you, you know, there's always an option of making a change. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's not something that I necessarily want to do, but... It is something that, like, seeing this does give me some sort of hope that if I weren't to find, sorry, if I'm not going to find a full-time job mm-hmm. currently in my field, um, and I need to find, like, a full-time job in a different field while still pursuing my stuff, and then eventually some sort of opportunity will arise, you know, I, I would obviously love to not have to wait six years for that, just yeah. considering I kind of already took some gap years, and I feel like I've already done some of those years. 
But if I really had to, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be angry about it. You know, I wouldn't be upset about it. Mm-hmm. I could I could handle that. Um, yeah. And it's a good uh, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's a good thing to sort of to see successful people and know that there are other people who have been in those same shoes. There are posts that go around all the time that are very popular that are like, you know, at the age of 23, J.K. Rowling had a book that was, you know, denied 12 times and that was Harry Potter. And, you know, Bill Gates still hadn't done whatever at the age of 25. And like, it's all all of those people like Tina Fey didn't have her first success until like 26, I think. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. And so you're like, OK, yeah. So I guess some of these huge named people really did sort of have late starts in their yeah. careers. And that's OK. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to not be okay, and sometimes it's okay to be not exactly where you want to be, as long as you're still working towards where you want to be. Exactly, but it's always important to take care of yourself, and yes. tying this back in with Mr. Um, Blake, or Laird Coach. I want to pronounce his last name correctly, but I, yeah, I, I apologize. Um, so, while, so, as I said, while working on his latest album, Juvenile Hyperobject, he posted videos about managing stress and burnout, and he also followed through mm-hmm with this advice and took time to recharge from making videos and music in the wake of these projects. So we talked about burnout on the show before, and it just goes to show that no matter how successful you are, you're going to feel burnout at one point or another. The important thing though, is knowing how to handle it and being able to come back to things. Yeah, definitely. I think that burnout is a thing that uh, can affect anybody. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that, you know, even though we may not necessarily agree with every lifestyle and everything like that, or every, type of like job that's out there and i don't Mm -hmm. mean that in like a people that we think are beneath us or anything i'm talking like we may not like not everyone in this world is super stoked about corporations and stuff like that right yeah but even ceos of top companies can can actually overwork themselves and yeah even they can feel some burnout from time to time and sure maybe their format is like taking a like two-week vacation in cabo uh whereas mine would be okay i take one day off for mental health and I play video games on the couch, you know, but at the end of the day, like we're still dealing with a similar issue and like, we're both taking time away from that scenario to, to handle it. And I think that that's, that's just part of the, the human, um, the human experience, I guess is the term, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's a part of it. Um, and one last thing. So this is one thing we touched on regarding, um, um, the transition from college to um, work um, mm-hmm. and my computer just went to sleep. Um, so Jeremy didn't find work worth no. Let me start it over. So Jeremy didn't find work worth noting until six years after he graduated. And he, with as much output as he has creatively, he hasn't really shared any of his music until 12 years after he actually graduated from college. Wow. So that was so it looks so going through his website, so it's sound-and-vision.com. Like a lot of his music output doesn't start until like the 2010s, right? But he wow. had been making music for so long before then, especially like through his pr- use of well, through his study of like the flute and all his other things. But there just kind of comes like a cutoff point where it's like, okay, so anything here, I just don't want to show anything after that. Like that's how I'm actually gonna that's what I'm going to use to kind of show the kind of, you know, the artist and creator that I am. So, yeah. Fantastic. You know, I, I agree. And I think that that's, I think that's a de- definitely very, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that it's apparent to the listener, but I think as, as someone who is your friend and who has been 
active in your like uh, yeah. in your like in your life sorry in my life. um i <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly in your in your in your like and love um and i think that uh you know it's something that you can definitely see that or i have been able to witness that for you if that yeah. makes any sense yeah so you know i i totally get the uh the the feeling that you're trying to express there yeah so uh why don't we turn this question towards our listeners so um people who took the chance to listen today um what did you take away from this whole discussion? Is there anything that we missed? Is there anything that you feel like maybe we could have mentioned, but we didn't? Um, yeah, uh, feel free to tweet at us. We'll go over our whole Twitter thing at the end. But yeah. Well, I think that that's a pretty good spot to leave it at then. Me too. Uh, what, do you, what about you? I think so. So um, please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Culture Shock, our news, reviews, and interviews video series all about the arts world. Or if you're looking for more podcasts, try out other great shows on the network, like Myth Takes. Hell yeah, there's a new episode of that this week. Ooh. So that's a really good uh, time to drop that. Um, you know, we have a whole bunch of, you know, just like you said, we have a whole bunch of really great video series um, and podcasts on our network. But actually, real quick, I know that we've already done some ads and stuff like that today, mm -hmm. but uh, I would actually like to real quick, just something about this, being back in this format mm -hmm. has me in a really giving mood. Good. Um, so I would like to real quick give a couple shout outs to some other podcasts that are not a part of our network, um, because just because they aren't on our network doesn't mean that we can't do our part to help promote them. Um you and I are both a part of Mimbim Bambino Podcasters on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and today there was a whole, um, like, feedback train sort of thing going on where it was like, you know, we if you commented with your show, you gave feedback to the show that was both above and below your show and stuff like that, right? Yeah. In the list. Um, and so people have been giving out a lot of really great advice, um, a lot of really amazing love and respect and... Uh, I've watched quite a few people become fans of shows that they had never heard before or didn't even know were out on this Facebook group because maybe they're not always active. Yeah. Um, so I, I just want to real quick read off a couple titles of some shows for you. Um, and if any of these sound interesting to you out there, uh, maybe give them a listen and just sort of see what's going on. I don't think there's any kind of international podcast week or anything like that, but maybe we'll start that today. Maybe that'll be... Maybe maybe if I can remember this <laughs> yeah. in the future, maybe this will be the week that every every year when we get to it, we'll say, hey, it's podcast week. Um, so why don't you listen to TV dinner? Um, or maybe you want to talk about Unaired, which is a show all about unaired pilots and shows that never made it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a gaming uh, podcast out there called Game Go by 8... Uh, eight no, sorry. I totally misread that. Hate, but that's H8-Bit Hero. Um, and, uh, Liz and Elisa make stuff. L Liz and Alyssa, maybe? Yikes. I don't know how to pronounce Either. it. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, I rolled a four by Charisma Check. It's an actual play D&D podcast. Um, friend of the show, Shelly has opinions. Holly Flanagan and her sisters, uh, try and get their shyest sister Shelly to tell her opinion on silly topics. Jokes upon jokes upon jokes for sure. Uh, Popcorn mm. Junkie. Um, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Sorry. Here's Johnny, a horror podcast, uh, like horror movie review podcast. Um, sorry, I'm trying to scroll as I go. Yeah. D20 Downtime. Uh, Save the Humanities, I believe, is... Oh, wait, no. That's, sorry. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Uh, Mr. Cool Guy, sorry, is the name of the show. Um, Never Saw That by Jen and Micah. 
Um, read between podcasts. That's actually I I I've definitely heard that one before. Oh yeah, uh, heard that I, one. Yeah, I I enjoy read between very much. Um, let's see, reignite rocks fall. Um, okay, and the last one. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna give two more just because I don't want to read this whole thing. It's a lot of shows. But the last two I want to talk about are Fate and the Fable Maidens. Um, that is a actual play D and D podcast, all female cast. Uh, phenomenal show, hmm. incredible energy and amazing, like social media presence. Um, they, because they're also all in the same area, they constantly are making gifts of themselves together and going yeah. out and doing all sorts of really great events. Um, definitely a group worth watching and, uh, paying attention to. They've got a lot of really cool stuff going on. And then friends of the, of the network kids on bikes, um, it's another actual play podcast with all Bambino podcasters. Um, uh, so you have Aaron and James from Unabashedly Obsessed. Mm -hmm. uh, you have Dave and Diana from uh, Macintosh and Mod. Well, they have a whole uh, Macintosh and Mod. Sorry, uh, they have a whole bunch of different podcasts with under that name. Um, they have like Macintosh and Mod, Haven't Seen What, and a couple other uh, shows in relation to that. Um, and, uh, Daniel Spencer and Kate Harlow, uh, formerly of Subverted Tropes. Um, just a great show, uh, a lot of fun, and there's been a lot of speculation, um, from some fans on the internet that that show and Myth Takes might happen in the same universe, and I'm Ooh. not saying that that's not true, but, you know, they, theirs takes place in the 60s, ours place takes place in the modern day, so who's to say? Uh, they very well could be, um, especially so since theirs so takes place in So you're saying that it is? Basically. Shh. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw your wink. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you saw that wink through the computer. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, yeah. So go go check out some of those shows. And in general, sometimes just go out to Twitter and look at threads of people saying, I've never listened to a podcast before. What should I listen to? You know, uh, just go ahead and check it out. See what people, see what people have to say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um. The, I, th I think that's it. I apologize for sort of kind of taking over there, but I was just kind of feeling, I was feeling this good mood of being back with Alex. And I was like, you know what? Let's, let's talk up a whole bunch of folks. Yeah. Um, so if you want to find me on Twitter though, uh, you can find me at Colin M Parker. You can also find me on Twitter at French at music, as well as my uh, new puppy on Instagram at Gromit the lab. So that is G R O M I T T H E. L-A-B, all one word. And you can find both of us at ScavengersNet. On Twitter. And uh, for Instagram, it's Scavengers Network. Oh, yeah. Um, no, you're fine. I just wanted to throw that out there. So this episode is dropping on the 25th um, of September. Uh, and so that means our next episode is going to be October 9th. All uh, right. Pretty excited. We're about to get into some of the spooky time. Uh, and fun fact. Uh oh. Two episodes from now. Marks our one year anniversary of the show. Oh, awesome! So we should we should think about that uh, over the next four weeks here, or I guess three weeks. But let's you know let's let's think about what we can do to celebrate that first year. We need to have like um, a what, what would be like the birthday party equivalent for a podcast? Hmm. I think maybe we just have people come by and watch a live show, but they all have to wear those party hats. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, we should do that. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll see you then. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Journey Under 30. I'm Alex Taylor. And I'm Colin Parker. 
and we'll see you on the Forbes listings.